from the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! This episode of Survivor Brothers is brought to you by the TV Guide Podcast Network. And all I want for Christmas is this podcast, obsessive reviews of TV holiday movies. Join TV Guide holiday movie fanatic Julia Lechner and her special guests every Tuesday and Thursday as they break down the must-watch TV holiday movies of the season from Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, and more. Pour yourself a cup of hot cocoa, throw a Yule log on the fire, and enjoy this holly jolly podcast. Subscribe to TV Guide's All I Want for Christmas is this podcast now wherever you stream podcasts. Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast from your friends at TV Guide. I'm your host, Fox Van Allen, and joining me this week, uh, back in the studio, is my good friend, Lance Cartelli. Hello, Lance. Hey, Fox. Glad to be back. Yeah, glad to have you here. Um, and uh, we are uh, we are probably going to be doing one of the hardest and most difficult podcasts that we have ever done here. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, last night's episode, uh, the the merge episode that we watched, um, which was uh, a very very difficult uh, watch, raised a lot of questions, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about everything that went on. Um, but I, I think we gotta we, well let's let's start out by uh, kind of uh, laying laying down the facts as we know them, um, and and we want to say first of all that we there are some facts that we for sure don't know. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of questions about um, who and who felt what and who who said what at what time, how involved the production got, how involved the contestants got. And we, we don't know all the answers. Yeah, we're reacting to exactly what everybody else saw on yeah. the two-hour episode. Yeah. And uh, to, to be fair, uh, we do not have a lot more information than the, the rest of you do. Um, you know, we have read, uh, you know, Jeff Probst has done an interview uh, with The Hollywood Reporter that we've read. Uh, you know, we, we followed up with the post-show um, media um, to, to try to learn as much as we could about what went on. Um, so let's just kind of uh, let's just kind of lay out the facts here uh, as we know it, because uh, it is the it is the merge episode. And, and for the most part, this is the first time that a lot of these uh, 13 contestants have met each other. Um, and, uh, when we left off last time, uh, you know, there's this, uh, you know, Kelly made a very, very big play to save Dean. Um, and, and of course, Kelly is very involved in this episode. Um, so, um, when, when, when the merge happens, um, it, it, it looks like that there is a, uh, Kelly and Missy and Elizabeth. These are people who have not really had a chance to talk to each other throughout the game. Uh, they do have a conversation about Dan. And this is not the first time people have bonded by talking about Dan. It's happened in the pe- previous episodes. And in fact, we have been talking about Dan from episode one, uh, when there was that, uh, I believe the quote was spatial awareness. Yes. Uh, and I, th- I feel like we have gone very far, far, far beyond spatial awareness at this point. Um, anyway, uh, as as things turn out, uh, it, it seems like Kelly especially is very uncomfortable about the things that uh, that Dan is doing. And there has been a conversation uh, on on pretty much the the first the first episode, you know, first couple of days, there was a conversation about boundaries. Um, and it looks like the behavior from Dan continued. Um, and we saw a large number of clips on the episode last night um, that showed Dan, um, you know, touching Missy's toes and uh, wiping sand off of uh, Kelly's face, touching her and, hair. Yeah, touching her hair, uh, doing a doing a, a, f- a few things that, um, you know, Dan, uh, to you know, f- from what Dan says, he did not believe that he was doing anything wrong. Um, that doesn't really matter here. What matters is that Kelly felt absolutely uncomfortable. With yeah, what intention went on. has nothing to do with exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what, what matters is what, uh, what what Kelly felt and what a lot of the other women, it seems, on the tribe felt. Um, there are some very genuine moments from, uh, it seems genuine, from, from Kelly and from Missy. And, you know, we don't have any, uh, any mentions. Uh, you know, Molly is obviously not in the episode, but Molly is mentioned as one of the people who may have had a problem with Dan in the past. Um, so 
we we're 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 at the merge, and uh, the initial plan here is we we have an eight person five person split going into the merge for the most part. Uh, you know the Vokai seven uh, plus Krishma against the Layro five. Um, you know where Dean stands is is a little bit in question, but uh, you know apparently he's gonna wind up siding with his original tribe. Right. Um, and it looks like the initial vote before any of this, anything involving Dan, you know, comes out or really starts to, you know, snowball as far as, you know, the, the story of this particular episode goes, um, we're looking at a, at a potential Missy vote out here. Uh, Missy, who, you know, we've talked about all season is a very strong strategist, uh, she is a, a leader in this game. Like she is very, very like straight she, to the point. Yeah, and she is a, she is a very powerful player in this game. You know, and um, the move to target her makes sense. You know, on a game level for Absolutely. that that eight person alliance of old Vokai. And um, this is this is really kind of what starts to uh, starts to kind of uh, complicate matters here, because once this name Missy name is thrown out, uh, the Laro people really never move past this. Uh, and it's always at the back of their head. And throughout this entire episode, they seem to be very concerned that they, they're going to be played um, by this discussion that happened. Everything about Dan um, that, that happens, they're very concerned that the Dan is just a smokescreen to actually get Missy out. Yep. So it's, you know, it's it's easy for us to talk, uh, talk about this because we don't have a million dollars on the line, um, but each of those 13 people do. And that for sure makes it a lot more complicated than... Yeah, it's very convoluted. It's very cloudy how everyone reacts. And as you can see throughout the episode, a lot of people have that same problem. Let's let's rewind. Let's rewind. Because Dan at the merge, uh, he is talking with uh, Janet and Kelly, uh, t- two people who eventually turn against him. Uh, Dan believes that he is going to be able to work with Janet and Kelly moving forward. Yeah, he right? wants to reconnect with them. Yeah, he yeah. has that weird toast where he goes, okay, boomer on us and says, dope ass merge. Let's get lit. Yeah. Never trust the Never trust the boomer drops a dope ass. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and, and meanwhile, uh, you know, while Dan wants to work with Janet and Kelly, uh, we also get this moment with, with Tommy, where Tommy feels a little bit more comfortable going with the uh, Vokai 2.0, as he calls it, uh, which means Tommy wants to work with the, the Laro majority uh, because Tommy and Lauren, who are working together, they both feel like they are on the bottom of that eight-person group. Um, so they're looking to strengthen their position in the game moving forward. Um, and, you know, they, you know, Tommy is trying to work with Janet and Kelly here. Um, but when he mentions, you know, that uh, he has this idea of working with some of the old Laro people, um, he's concerned about Dean in the game. Uh, Janet and, and Kelly kind of uh, kind of shut that down. So there's already a lot of friction in this Vokai, original Vokai tribe as to how they're going to go. So there's a big split here. Yeah, uh, Kelly thinks she's going to be at the bottom if she does join them, which makes sense. Right, right, right. It's a, it's a very it's a very complicated vote. Um, and what really complicates is like after that initial discussion is when we really get into the the Dan issue. Um, and there's a conversation between Missy and Kelly. And it's one of the first conversations they have. Uh, and, and Missy explains that, you know, one night the hands were wandering. Um, and this is a very, this it sounds very familiar from what we've heard in the last couple of episodes. Um, and, uh, you know, Dan's touching uh, Kelly's hair. And he, uh, Kelly mentions about how he was touching his her rib cage and leaning in inappropriately and making this distinction between, you know, Tommy is physical. And even Janet says, you know, she's a very physical person, too. But there's just a difference. Between, there's boundaries. Yeah. There's and a, they say it's a pattern. So yeah, anytime yeah. there's a pattern, that obviously is a red flag. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's a very real episode because we do get insights from each and every uh, woman on this tribe and how the actions affected them or didn't affect them. Uh, and, and like we said, you know, it's not about, you know, what Dan feels or what Dan intends. It's about what the people involved in this, uh, the, the women, uh, how they feel uh, and how they interpret what's going on. Uh, and it's, it's clear that uh, Kelly especially uh, and it looks like Missy in this moment too. Um, you know, uh, Missy is, uh, says at the merge, you know, Dan's touching her feet. You know, that is, uh, it was very inappropriate. Um, it's just inappropriate touching. I am not an object. That's what Missy says to that. Um, and she says, you know, for my for my mental health, uh, he can go. Um, and uh, Kelly, 
who's absolutely fantastic in this episode. I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, she has two idols, she could have played it, she didn't, uh, which is tragic because, you know, it would have stopped what, like, it just would have... I think the two yeah. real MVPs of these two episodes are the two people that go home, which is yeah. so unfortunate. But yeah. you're right, Kelly uh, is just amazing in how she's handled this whole season mm-hmm. and still been able to really focus on the game as well. Yeah, and I, I want to get this right here. So I, I kind of wrote down her, her entire quote, and I, and I want to read it, um, where this is this is Kelly's confessional, where she's really opening up about, about Dan and, and her reaction to it. And she says, it's super upsetting because you can't do anything about it. There are always consequences for standing up. This happens in real life and work settings and school. You can't say anything. It's going to affect your upward trajectory. It's going to ha- affect how people look at you. And this really, I mean, this, this echoes a lot what Jamal said in, you know, a pre, in the previous episode where he's had that very serious conversation with Jack. Yeah. About, uh, race, uh, race, racial privilege and, you know, very important topics. And he says that like, these are such, basically they're so hot, hot button issues that they're so tough to talk about even like in a real life setting, but in a game setting as well, because everything has consequences here. Right. Um, and uh, that like, it just, it's just like, it's such a tough position for Kelly to be in. Like, cause you, like, she is in this terrible place and she wants to do something. It looks like she wants to do something, but she can't you really, just... cause it's a game. And like, she has that conversation with Missy too. And, and they both are kind of on the same page about that where it's, they want to do something, but it's a game. Yeah. It's so frustrating that they just kind of feel helpless, which, yeah. Like we've heard this a lot throughout the like the season is that Survivor mirrors real life, and that's what happens. A lot of these people just don't, they can't speak up because they're just scared of the repercussions and everything. Yeah. And it's just it's heartbreaking to see that. Yeah. Um. And, and Kelly Kelly continues um here in, in her in her confessional um the fact that it makes me Lauren Elizabeth Missy uh, Amali uh, it makes it made all of us uncomfortable. This isn't just one person; it's a pattern. Um, and you know, for, for sure we, we, we see that and, you know, the editors thankfully put enough context in there so that we could see the reality of what's going on. Uh, because as this episode develops, um, we effectively get, uh, we're gaslit by an entire tribal council where it's kind of like rewinding the tape and we're playing like, oh, Dan didn't do anything bad. Um, but it looks here like he sure did something bad. Um, and it's and that and just watching that like revisionist version of what we just saw earlier in an episode, like it makes sense why these two episodes are together. So you can really because it's hard to appreciate how terrible the things that happen at that second tribal council is without seeing the episode that preceded it, the, the cycle that preceded it, the decision to keep Dan and get rid of Kelly, which is just like. To be fair, it does not look like the vote to get rid of Kelly was because she was an accuser or Absolutely. a troublemaker. Yep. It was because she was such a strong game player. But the optics of that are just so especially terrible at that second tribal council where all these things are being said about what happened and how Dan made Kelly feel where Kelly is a silent witness to this and can't really say like legitimately having been silenced and having to watch, you know, as this entire thing goes on, it's just, it's just, it's just stomach churning to watch. Yeah. It, it goes back to the helplessness and it really just, you know, adds on to that. And yeah. it, it's such a hard watch and you really just feel for Kelly. You're you just want to, you know, speak for her. And yeah. thankfully Jamal is there to say a lot of things that need to be said as jo- well. Jamal does an absolutely fantastic job in this episode, but uh, he's done an absolutely fantastic job in, in yeah. past episodes as well. And, um, um, just an impressive, impressive person yeah. who... You know, we might get into it later, but who I'm really sad to see go. Yeah, and we, and we definitely will get into that later. Um, but, you know, it, Jamal uh, and Janet, especially here, are two people who are just really trying to do the right thing uh, in a game where doing the right thing is not easy. It's often difficult. And doing it's the often, right thing is often wrong. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, and, uh, and and we'll get we'll get into that a little bit more. But um, I, I do want to bring up the, the production aspect of this because... After Kelly's, uh, during Kelly's confessional, 
um, the fourth wall breaks down. And this is something very unusual for very Survivor. Yep. Um, I, I want to say like the time where we've seen uh, people who aren't contestants on screen are really these moments where, you know, someone's in like severe medical distress and they have the doctor on screen or it, it's a very rare situation. And, and certainly the, something like this is, is unprecedented. And, and the producer, again, I, you know, I, I transcribed it. So I had the exact quote here. Um, the producer tells uh, Kelly, you know, if there are issues to the point when things need to happen, come to me and I will make sure that stops because that's I don't want anyone feeling uncomfortable. So like I said, um, and then Kelly breaks in there and she says, I think it will stop with Janet here. Um, and it, and it does appear that Janet is kind of uh, like the calming presence. She, Janet is yeah, kind of a moderating force with Dan. Um, you know, she, Janet's a very serious, no nonsense person. Uh, and if Dan's going to do anything that's going to hurt or affect someone else, uh, Janet for sure is going to say something. You know, that's just who Janet is. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside the game, inside the game. Is she's just who she's she is. really the moral compass of these castaways and in the show as yeah. we've seen. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, you know, it's 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 I got to feel for Kelly in this position because this is this is just such a terrible position for her to be in. It's not just d- it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right, right. Because so if she does say something here, if she does bring her concerns forward and say like, yeah, I'm really uncomfortable. Um, we we know now that there's there's a conversation that after all this happened, you know, regardless of whether, you know, Kelly or someone said they want to step in, uh, the production team did step in. Um, and we get a, you know, we got the black and white text the, on the, the title screen. card. Yeah. 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 And um, basically explaining that uh, the producers met with Dan and they met with all the contestants uh, together um, and it was a discussion. And um, that based on those discussions that they had, they decided to move forward with the game and that production would continue to monitor the situation. Um, so, And Dan was issued a warning. And Dan was issued, yes, an official warning um, here. Um, and, and, and that's that's how it was handled. Now, just, you know, from Kelly's perspective here, just having that come out, because all of a sudden now this is injected into the game. Um, you know, regardless of whether or not uh, contestants are going to pick it up and run with it, and they do, um, regardless of what happens with Elizabeth and with Missy and with all the other people involved here, um, this alone is a really tough situation for Kelly uh, because, you know, it's it's in the game now. Uh, you know, d- who said this? Why is this an issue? Um, it, 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 makes things, it makes things complicated in a way that it just doesn't feel right for them to be complicated. Yeah, it, it blurs the lines of the game and yeah. it really throws just a wrench into Kelly's game who this shouldn't have happened. This yeah. shouldn't have thrown a wrench into someone who was playing a nearly perfect game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, I was, I was like, let's not get too far with the, with the throwing around the perfect game because it it looks to pretty clear that she's made a, made a handful of mistakes game-wise here, um, not involving this, the, this oh, particular yeah, Dan yeah. vote. But, but before Nora kind of outs her right. and everything. I think up to that point, it's a nearly perfect game. Yeah, but yeah. then, yes, it, it the blows up. The question about whether bit. or not you can safely work with Nora, um, as Jamal no, brings no up, no underground game with her. That you cannot, yeah, you can't really run something secret with Nora because Nora just. Nora, Nora is going to break down yep. and 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 spill the beans. Um, Which but, shocker. Yeah. Um, so. With with all this with all this coming out, um, it, it, Janet really is such a such a star in this episode, um, and uh, you know my I I feel for her and my heart breaks for her, and it's it's just so hard to watch because Janet is one of the most pr- she's so loyal to her uh, Vokai people, right? Like she is like she is just such a she's a straight shooter, you know. And this is not getting rid of Dan is not a move that she would want to make unless it was an absolutely necessary move to make. And based on the conversations that she has with Kelly, um, uh, you know, she she really starts to to turn around on this issue. And, you know, Janet has a really great again, a really great quote here. Um, and I'm going to read it. Um, and, and this is from Janet. Uh, Initially, my take on Dan was that he was just an old school guy that never really thought about what he was doing. Being physical, armor around the shoulder, stuff I would do with my lifeguards. I'm just a very physical person. 
But at the same time, I cannot ignore these girls. Um, and, you know, she's Janet's in this tricky situation because Janet has a really great relationship with Dan. You know, like, like I said, Dan wants to work with her and Kelly and yep. that's it mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, and, you know, it, it, based on the conversation that Janet has with Dan, uh, you know, Janet really approaches this in, in, in such a great way where it's like, I've been in this situation before. Like she has life experience with this and she understands both sides where, you know, she understands for sure where Kelly is coming from here. And she understands that Dan did not. Uh, Dan was not intentionally trying to make Kelly uncomfortable, but that's what happened. And that that's and she doesn't let Dan get away with anything. Like when when Dan's trying to like, she she just shuts it down. It's like no, this like it's she is uncomfortable, and that's the way it is, and that's all that matters here. Um, uh, but you know, as she says, it's a tricky thing to have a hundred percent proof. And if it's a, the episode's really a roller coaster, right? Because. At That's this an understatement. Point, yeah. yeah, at this point, it looks like things are. It looks like it's being handled in a good way or an appropriate way, but here's where things get complicated. It gets complicated when Elizabeth and Missy have a sit down conversation shortly after this, and Missy says that she wants. Elizabeth to play up how uncomfortable she is, that they've been talking with Janet and that Janet is the crack here. And that if this five person group is going to regain the numbers, and and that's for sure, that is what we have confessionals with Elizabeth. And that is what she is saying. Like, I'm down in the numbers. Like this vote is entirely about the numbers. Um, Missy says, you play up how uncomfortable you are, you know, use that, you know, mother, mom, daughter talk to really, you know, if, the conversation to kind of happen. weaponize it, yeah, 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 to to weaponize it, and you know, it's 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 the question is morality, right? Is this uh, more like to me? This is reprehensible. Like I I can't like I it's, just, it's revolting to me to have this very real issue, like this very serious issue, um, turned into a, a game Play, issue, yeah. right? Um, and to be fair, like we said, they don't necessarily believe that this Dan vote is legit. That when everyone's coming together to get rid of Dan, the Lairo folks think they're being played here. Yeah, it's really just a combination of paranoia, people knowing half the story, yeah. and all these things just jumbled up together. And it just it gets ugly, and it's you know it, it was a hard watch. Yeah, and uh, Elizabeth especially looks terrible here. Not necessarily just in this Dan sense, but also in her ability to read other people. Uh, Because she's having this really, she's having conversations with Janet and she's having conversations with Kelly. And, you know, Kelly's telling her that, you know, I want to vote Dan out like this time, next time soon, it needs to happen. And Elizabeth gives her a yeah, yeah. And it's the most dismissive yeah, yeah in the world. It's like, it's clear Elizabeth doesn't believe a word that's coming out of Kelly's mouth. And when Janet approached and when they have the conversation with Janet, again, Elizabeth is 100%. Uh, that Janet's given her a bunch of garbage and that she's lying to her face. And it's it's a terrible read here. Yeah, and then uh, it goes to Elaine and then it goes back to Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's, it, Kelly says, the game's not fair. Um, and it, it, it ain't. And her plan, even at this point, is still to use Dan as a decoy and Missy as a target. Um, and... All right. So listen, there's uh, there's a lot more to get into here. Uh, we need to take a quick break. Uh, and, and, but when we come back, we're going to we're going to keep going. Uh, we're going to get into the rest of this uh, and, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So uh, we this is a uh, like I said, this is a this is a very, very tricky episode. Um, so 
we've we've discussed the basics behind this this Dan thing, but uh, once the immunity challenge happens, uh, Aaron wins the immunity challenge. It's a very uh, we'll, we'll talk more about the immunity challenges later. Um, but but Aaron wins. Uh, Missy's really trying to uh, win this because Lauren tells Missy that it is you. Yep. Uh, Lauren and Missy had a great seem to be really working together. Um, we we've seen evidence of this in the in previous episodes, but here it's very clear. That yeah, they are, and they, they have a connection trying, because yeah. you know. She at first Missy didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Then she said she's dead ass serious, and yeah, that's uh, it's good that uh, Missy you know opens up her eyes to that, and she can kind of accept that. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's it's almost this this perverse uh, way the story just kind of happens, where it's Kelly and Missy are spending so much time talking together, and part of the reason why they're spending so much time talking together is because they're discussing these serious issues with Dan. Uh, but Tommy sees these discussions and gets incredibly threatened mm-hmm. by them, um, where it's Kelly is trying to work with Missy, even though she's about to vote Missy out. This is where the the half truths and the misinformation, right. and just being paran- paranoid, really comes into play. Because if you're in Tommy's shoes, you would think the same thing on and emerge. And people are talking for that long on the beach. You you gotta, you know, your antennas would go up for that. Yeah, yeah, and and for sure we've and that's uh, antennas being up is a big uh, a big feature in this episode here. Um, but but Tommy and the Lord, uh, Tommy and Lauren are on the bottom of Vokai, or at least the old Vokai, and they they seem to realize that. Um, and they're talking with Dean here, uh, who's on the bottom of Lairo, and who was just saved by Kelly. Right, right. And uh, it seems like there's kind of like this uh, bottom group who are talking with each other and like, listen, like we've got to like this is serious. Like we've got to figure something out now. If Everything goes through with this Dan plan, uh, as as you know, is pitched by Jamal. Jamal is really the person who brings up the possibility of getting. Yeah, he's rid of rallying Dan. the troops. He brings it up to Nora. Nora is immediately on, invo- uh, you know, on on board. You know, she says on a human level, I'm disgusted uh, by what's going on. Um, Jamal pitches it to Janet. Janet's, Janet's immediately in. on yep. board. Yeah, uh, and and she says it. it she feels a great deal of relief. It's the right thing to do. It's the moral decision. Um, and, and, you know, they, they all kind of get on board with that. I guess when you hear moral decision, you know, it's going to backfire. Yeah. Yeah. And the, this group, Jamal and Nora and Janet, they're all making a decision here that puts their game in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. This is not the right strategic move. Yeah. They're trying to do the greater good, even if it hurts them. It's the right move. In a moral sense, but in a game sense, it's the wrong move because it's giving away a number. It's risking that number going to the other side. There are a lot of ways where this can backfire on them. And ultimately it does, um, which is which is tough. Um, but, you know, uh, again, we get uh, Elizabeth is saying that, you know, uh, we she that Elizabeth personally says she has felt safe this entire time. And that. It's it, it just does it. Just it didn't line up. It doesn't. Yeah, it's Kelly's experience was something that I. I mean, it was shared by other contestants, but shared in a very different way. Um, and Elizabeth is, um, you know, she she's t- takes almost like a joking stance with it, and she kind of talks about that in her confessional a little bit, um, and. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to speak with to what other people feel, but um, you, you know, it's just like you see how it affects Kelly, and for sure, Kelly is not the only person who it is affecting, and it is a real issue, and it is just it's just so tough. Yeah, it's really interesting to see who can kind of compartmentalize, who can kind of really focus on the game instead of really bringing in real life as part of that. Yeah, and. That's just how some of these people are going to be. You know, if this is their lifelong dream to be on there, they will do whatever they can to get that million dollars and get to the end. And you see that. And sometimes you just it's you don't agree with it. What's what's a million dollars worth to you? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. And, uh, they, and, it's, and it is a five to eight decision. And it is a five to eight decision the opposite way. 
um, that you would you would be expecting going into this episode. Uh, you know, I, I a couple of weeks ago, I think I, I titled the uh, podcast, uh, you know, uh, Lero rises from the grave, but sometimes dead is better. And I really wish it had just stayed dead at this point. This is not how I want to see that group of five uh, rise to power. Um, so it's five votes on Dan and it's eight votes on Kelly. And those eight votes are the old Lero um, uh, minus Karishma. Of course, Karishma sides and, and votes votes against Dan, uh, but it's old Laro, uh, Dan, Tommy, and Lauren, uh, and they all and they all. It, it was so frustrating because Kelly has those two idols. She has an idol, absolutely. And she is so aware of what's going on. Yeah. She's there. She's like, this can't be right. Dan feels way too comfortable, which you kind of wish more people would kind of be more receptive to yeah. that and, and like see that. And for her to not use the idol was just so frustrating, especially with what was building up this entire season and especially this episode. Yeah, yeah. And um and and really this is like it's it's awful to it's awful to watch up until this point, but it just it gets worse after here. Um and not and and it it just starts with Dan gloating basically about Kelly going home and just like the most yeah stick one your, of the most stick your thing yeah in put, there. yeah put that torch down yeah it's like I I I I was so infuriated when I saw that it's just like. So he had like the the Tiger Woods fist pump yeah, when she went home and everything yeah. too. Yeah, I mean it's absolutely. I mean, inappropriate, like completely inappropriate. Uh, just awful. Um, and uh, you know the awful keeps coming uh, because uh, the aftermath of this is, is just a disaster. It's, it's, it's bad because uh, Janet feels absolutely betrayed on a on a moral level. She she blew up her game for yeah, she nothing. Did. She did. She she absolutely blew up her game to do the right thing. And, and this is what you get for being a, a good person. Yeah. And her reward is now being on the bottom and being the vilified obvious next vote. And yes, vilified, essentially vilified. Yeah. Um, and, and she explained to, you know, she explains to Lauren and Tommy that this is more than a vote. Like she is very serious about this. Like there is no part of her that took this lightly. Um, you know, she had people coming to her who were in distress and she feels absolutely played by those people where they played up something that should never be played up and that she did the right thing. And now she I know this game is about trust versus yeah. deception. But if you're Janet, how, how do you can you trust people that you're just meeting again after this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Missy Missy makes a point at the next tribal council that we just met you. Like, there's not, like, we don't, like, Missy, I they don't, don't know that I can trust you. Yeah. Like, I just don't know. And to to be fair, had Missy spent, you know, 20 some days on the beach with Janet, she, she would probably have a better idea uh, about about Janet and why Janet is making this move. And, you know, maybe things would have gone differently. But presumably, if that group, if everybody comes together to vote out Dan here, then we're still looking at a five to seven game and old Lero is going to get swept out um, and, and they're, they're all gone. Um, so it's, it's, it's a move that they feel is strategically necessary um, despite being the morally incorrect move, at least from my opinion. And I know everybody is going to have a very different opinion on that, depending on, you know, who, where they are in the game or, you know, even people who are watching at home. Uh, I, I know there's going to be some disagreement here. Yeah, it's, it really comes down to, can you separate game from morality and, and, you know, humanity really? Yeah. Um, and, uh, just to, to keep on, on things getting grosser and grosser here, uh, Janet and Dan, uh, they have a talk and she calls them out. She does. She does. And again, a great moment by Janet where Dan is, well, maybe it was a game thing. And Janet's no, no, it's not. They all came to me. They all did. Um, Missy, Elizabeth and Lauren all came to me crying about how inappropriate you have been. The talk today was about you, Dan. That's what, and, and that's probably like, that's partially why we get these, you know, black and white screens because they do reference this talk. Um, and it is very clear like that it, the talk is about the personal space you know, boundaries discussion is about Dan and the things that Dan is doing. Yeah. And we get a quote from Dan that it was, you know, icky. This is the most absurd accusation in the history of mankind. Yeah. I, I pull back on that, Dan. Yeah. Maybe soften that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I get that Dan feels that He's gotta, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He, but you absolutely did, Dan. Yeah. He feels that way. And, you know, he is he has a reputation to keep up, obviously, as a business and he has clients yeah. and everything. So he's trying to keep that up as well. 
And he obviously didn't know he was doing something wrong. But like we said, intention and knowing doesn't matter. Right. Right. It, it doesn't matter. Um, and after Janet and Dan have this discussion, Dan goes to Missy and Elizabeth basically um, to fact check what Janet had told them, where Janet's, you know, saying that they all complained. And uh, Missy tells Dan, if we truly felt that, did we not have the power to vote you out tonight? Um, and then Janet uh, and Dan tell it, well, Janet said the two of you came near crying. And then there's this oversized reaction with Elizabeth like oh my god you can't we can't believe that this lie this is the hugest biggest lie in the history of Survivor how outrageous that this whole thing but it's 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 true like I mean it's maybe there weren't specifically tears streaming down her face and like it's it's a game of telephone for a little but the actual facts of the matter is that people did complain about Dan. Yeah. Uh, and Elizabeth does admit that she said those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for, you know, Kelly for sure is very upset. Um, Missy upset as well. But it looks like she is also playing a game. Uh, Elizabeth does not seem to be upset at all. She is just playing a game. Um, and Elizabeth calls Janet out as a snake. Uh, in this conversation to Dan and Janet is absolutely vilified for standing up and doing the right thing. And it's disgusting to watch. It really is. Yeah. And it's not just one or two people doing this. It's almost a universal vilification of her, which is just so heartbreaking. So sad to see for somebody who didn't need to do this. Yeah. And yeah. she still did it, blew up her game for it. And it just it puts such a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth's quote here is, it, it was never serious to me. It was always gameplay to me. My vote was based on the game Survivor and the fact that I was going with the numbers. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's why she doubles down on it, I guess. And Dan, um, Dan then uh, goes back to Janet, or Janet, I guess, goes back to Dan and, and they have a conversation and Dan tells her, we have a real problem beyond this game. And it, this is, I, I mean, I say that this episode keeps getting grosser, but now we're getting into this part where it seems like a lot of people in this game are trying to tell Dan or the, like either explicitly or just hint around at it that he didn't do anything wrong. Um, and, and that there's, you know, or, or, you know, that it is being overblown or it, it it's, uh, uh, Liz, Liz tells Dan, just know we're fine. Some of the things that I needed to say needed to be said to get her, Janet, the blank off my back. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, like, it's just, it's just so terrible. It's just so terrible. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a moral decision I, I can make. And it, it's tough. I, like, I don't like having to criticize other people for making these decisions, but absolutely wrong decision. It just looks so terrible. So terrible. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And you just, like we said earlier, it's what will you do for a million dollars? These people have just they're so into the game yeah. that they don't even really care about the other side of it, the optics of it and everything like that. They're just so in the game. And it really comes down to the kind of person you are. Will you blur the lines or will you just separate the game from reality? Yeah, um, it, uh, it 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 looks and it and it continues to get worse heading into this second tribal council here, uh, where, where Janet explains, you know, she thought everyone was voting for Dan, you know, she was told certain things from many of the girls, and there was a a change in the vote. Uh, you know, Missy brings up the fact that Janet was going to vote for her, and Janet admits it and says that you know it it changed like it it did change um and janet says i was wrong for getting involved and that absolutely breaks my heart cuz that is the absolute wrong lesson to be taking away from this yeah and you know probes has said we this is a family show we yeah. kids are watching this and stuff this is not the example you want to set for anybody yeah um, and you know, if we're, if we're going to talk about, you know, the other, uh, the, you know, optics of the situation, Aaron here, um, just at this tribal, Aaron, uh, come comes, back to us, bro. absolutely disastrous. Uh, his comments here just look, are, are so terrible. So he says, first of all, uh, basically mansplaining what happened to Janet. Uh, this was a survivor play that went wrong for Janet and uh, Janet disagrees and, and Aaron immediately shuts her down. Uh, you know, the victim role is being assumed by Janet and she She's trying to spin this into something that could potentially affect the life of Dan. Uh, Aaron very concerned here about how this is going to 
affect Dan. Um, if this was truly a general tribal concern, I would have been involved. Tommy would have been involved. Dean would have been involved. He's naming out the three people who voted to keep Dan at the previous. And three dudes. Concert. Yes, all, all three. All three dudes. Um, and this uh, is just classic toxic masculinity. It's yeah. It's I and and Jamal again, like you said, has this great point where like no, this is what happens in the real world, where there there's this. Uh, uh, you know, Dan is being accused of something and based on the power structure of either the real world or the survivor game where it is expedient for some contestants to side with Dan or to pretend this didn't happen or to view it in a different way or to, you know, swallow their morals and go with it in a chance to win a million dollars. But you know, he J- Jamal. Jamal's right here. Uh, Jamal, Jamal's always right. Like, Jamal is always yes. right. That should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> Jamal continues to be one of the most impressive, yep. not just people, but uh, castaways, but and people that's ever been on this show. Everything he says, he puts so much thought into, and you can tell he's so intelligent with it. He, you know, saying if we're not entitled to know these things because we're men or in power, yes, yep. believe women. Like that is the main thing. You got to believe women, and just because somebody else's name is b- being sullied, you still got to believe these people. Yeah. It's a responsibility to hear women when they're ready to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't say it any better than that. Yeah. And the, the to its credit, Survivor does such a great job of showing how hard it is for Kelly to do anything about this. Like, showing how conflicted she is. There's the microcosm of the real world right Kelly there. Kelly is playing that same game for a million dollars that everyone else does. And even though it's affecting her life in such a strong and powerful way, she feels like there's this need to kind of tiptoe around the situation. Uh, and even Jeff says, you know, everybody's talking around it at tribal council and no one's talking about it. And Dan, Dan's outraged that we're, we're still on this. Yeah, how we haven't can, moved past are it. Are we still talking about how, how could, like, is the bottom line, we're not going to let this go? How can, how can we still be talking about this? And Jeff, to his, his credit, like says that you're, I will never let this go, Dan. And like, yes, good. Like, we need to have this discussion. This like, shouldn't be swept under the rug. Yeah, just because in, in this particular tribal, as Dan's saying, like, oh, we've got like 12, 11 other, 12 other people here saying uh, what I did is like, everything's fine. Like, we move on. And this had no place being part of the game. Uh, you know, Dan is very concerned about like, if anybody is trying to play the victim role here, it, it appears to be Dan, um, where, you know, it's, uh, and Aaron's talking about, you know, got to think about Dan's reputation and, and how terrible this is for Dan. Cause you know, Dan's got a real life here and this is going to affect like this, this is Dan's life or, you know, this is his reputation. Um, but you know, we have the, we have the, uh, we have the receipts, like we have the video, we've seen it. And despite what we are hearing from this group of people, uh, admittedly, some of them are probably, you know, lying to Dan's face about this. Again, it is a game for a million dollars. You know, I have I have no illusions about Missy and Elizabeth being best friends with Dan. I, I it really does appear like they are just using him here. Um, but, you know, at, at the at the same time, it's just it's <sighs> it was really jarring for me to hear. Jamal versus Aaron, yeah. like the two things that they said, it like the dichotomy of that is just crazy. Jamal has just put so much more thought into this. And you could tell that he is a guy that has an open perspective and he listens to people mm-hmm. and Aaron doesn't. Yeah. Um, and Janet, uh, again, another, it was just heartbreaking uh, to see Janet, like after this entire tribal council where she just says, I'm trying to decide if I want to stay. Like she doesn't like the game just like just got so disgusting and twisted. And I she just, I she felt so hated that she almost yeah. went home with a, a hidden immunity idol yeah. in her pocket. Yeah. And in that moment, I can't blame her in the slightest. Like, I think there are plenty of people who were watching that on their TV and felt the exact same way. Yeah. Like, this is my moment to check out. I think like, the, I cannot watch this. I this think, is awful. I think the sad thing is, is it took that moment for everyone else in the tribe to kind of realize what was going on. Yeah. And, you know, good for Lauren to apologize because she did go hard at Janet. Mm-hmm. And so it was good to see people kind of realize that. I really liked Karishma, you know, standing up for Janet's perception is reality. And that's so true, especially in a reality TV show where you don't know these people. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, 
Uh, it was it was just it was it was tough all around. Um, and and at that at that tribal council, of course, you know, Janet had found a hidden immunity idol. She plays it worried that she is in trouble. Um, she does get votes here, but she is not the target. Um, Good for it, her though. Like you've got. Aaron and Missy with yeah. like shovels going out there and then, you know, Janet just finds it. Yeah, no, Shannon is fantastic. And I, I really hope she gets a chance to play again because I and Kelly as well. Um, and Jamal, there are so many people in this uh, this season that I, I want to play again who I feel got dealt such a oh. bad hand for just trying to do. Bring back Kelly right and Jamal. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's. Uh, the the votes come down and it is Jamal who goes out at the second tribal and it is, I mean it is unfortunate to watch that you know again someone who is saying all the right things and is kind of on the the right side of this Dan vote here at least in the moral perspective that I have um, is then again punished for it yep. and sent out of the game and Janet who had stood up the right thing punished for it because she's in that three person minority now. Um, where it's it's either her, Nora, or Karishma. And it's like that moment where it's like, you know, Nora and Karishma have been kind of like a, not not saying that they're a joke, but like it's kind of been like they're running, like they've been in trouble for the entire season. I mean, the writing was on the wall. Mess. The writing was on the wall for Jamal, unfortunately. Yeah, and now it's in a position where Janet, like because she is like, Janet's next to go and not them. Yeah. And it's just. The, the sad thing is, is that we get this tough episode and then, mm-hmm. The game's just demonstrably worse without Kelly and Jamal. Yeah. They're two of the more the better players, the more impressive people, and it's just a worse show from now on because they're not there. Yeah, and now we're stuck with this, uh, you know, a, a new majority here, uh, which includes Dan, who you know you can f- leave him. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not interested in him winning the game. Uh, you've got uh, Missy and Elizabeth, you know, who now have you know the the blood on their hands, so to speak, for being part of this, this Dan vote and, you know, taking the serious allegations that Kelly had and, and kind of running with it. Um, and, you know, we've got, a, 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 who's left to root for on this side? Like maybe Elaine, maybe Dean, but like, even they have the same, like they're there and they see it. And I mean, Aaron, like after that tribal council, I mean, forget it. Like, how can you, I can't root for him. Like, and it's, uh, it's, 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 we, the season, just took such a 180 turn where it was like it felt like this is going to be one of the best seasons in Survivor in terms of gameplay and the story and like like all the the right lessons that like you're be like yeah it's an ugly game and like these real life problems show up but like they can handle it and they can deal with it and then this shows up and it's just like such a parallel for the real world and it's it's just so ugly. It's yeah, so ugly. And, you know, you don't usually see a show where pre-merge it's great and post-merge it's not. Yeah. And now, and that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So listen, we've gonna, we're going to take one more break, uh, but we're going to come back and we're going to get into uh, all the rest of the stuff. There's plenty more to unpack in this episode, and we're going to do that right after this. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Okay, Lance. So, uh, so we're back, and uh, there are a few more things that I do want to talk about uh, in this episode. I, I know we we focus an awful lot on on Dan because that is the I mean that is the story for sure of the night and probably for the season here. Um, but there are a few more things that I want to talk about, you know, game wise and, and strategy wise. Um, these uh, the first of all uh, the the idols we found a whole bunch of idols in this. You know, we talked about Kelly a plethora finding, of idols, a plethora of idols, if you will. Uh, Kelly found two in this episode Janet found one um I loved that Kelly like I love that Kelly is going out at dawn looking for this idol um and that, that's just you know part of her she's strategy. just a student of the game like yeah. hey if this has been used then there's going to be another yeah. one and boom and and you know the thought to like go out and look for it at the merge because there's a merge idol too like it's yeah of yep. course there is yep. and she went out and looked for it which just makes it so much more frustrating that she you know you kind of felt for a minute she's going to win this whole yeah. damn thing yeah. and then boom 
Yeah, I, she happen. was on a real upward trajectory, yeah. even in this episode. Yeah. Uh, aside from I the, wrote in my notes, like, from the she's, Nora bomb She's doing an amazing job. She's reading everything. She's got the idols, and then boom, it... Notes written, notes written seconds before disaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Famous be, last words by me. Yeah. Those notes did not age well. Um, but uh, I think the most interesting, uh, most interesting advantage here, or perhaps non-advantage, uh, is Jamal. It is the thing that Jamal finds um, where, uh, where he finds this, just him and Karishma are out on a walk and they find a note hanging from the tree. Uh, you found me, I'm yours. And it's uh, just don't open this envelope. Bring it immediately to uh, the island of the idols. That's a fun little twist because yeah. you see something like that, you think, oh, this is going to be a great thing, mm-hmm. but it's too good to be true. And yeah. that always ends up being what happens, you know? Yeah, there have been a few too good to be true kind of twists on Survivor, and this happened to be one of them where it's just an advantage that's out in plain sight. I mean, this is this could not be more obvious. Uh, you know, it's like a freaking calendar hanging from a tree, like yeah. it's gigantic. Um, and you know, he, he finds it and picks it up and the consequence of him finding it is that he loses his vote. Um, and this is a very bad vote for Jamal to lose his vote at because, you know, he is in the minority here, but that one vote that he could cast is potentially enough to force a tie between him and another player or give one extra vote to another player and force them out. Like it's like his life is on the line here and he, he gets absolutely like he, he gets got. He gets got by the game. It is kind of nice that, you know, Island of the Idols has usually been a good thing mm-hmm. unless you fail at something. Right. But this is just straight up a bad thing. Yeah, it's a straight up bad thing. But he does kind of get a opportunity here um, to sabotage another player's game. And it's a very it's an interesting twist. Like, I, I do like this uh, this quote unquote game that they give him. I thought it was cool, but I do think it. The execution obviously wasn't great, but how could you have made that? That was my one thought was how can this actually work? Because his handwriting was never going to be as good. It's going to look fake, like all these things. Like it kind of like it was a blank check, but it just felt like all bad news. Like if I'm Jamal, I don't even try to do that. I just, you know, tear it up. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like he's got to do something with it. Like I'm and I'm still trying to rack my brain as to like exactly what the right move is with this. Um, it, you know, the first thing that, that comes to mind is like, okay, like if I've got to write something on this paper, that's probably not going to look very authentic, right? Cause it's, it's a handwritten note. Survivor does not do handwritten notes. Like there's a very, there's like a specific survivor font. Like if I was in that position, I'd be trying to write in that weird survivor script font. Like I'd be like going back and forth between the letter that I got to get me there, like looking at how the R's are written and try to like shape the R in the same way. Yeah. Like it's a very, like, I don't, I There's don't. more bad things could happen than good. Like it yeah. has to be nearly perfect. And when you look at it, it's like, yeah. there's no way. Well, Jamal's playing from the bottom here very clearly. And, you know, he's got nothing to lose by taking a shot at this. So I, I love that he, you know, he, he really goes for it. And to be fair, he comes up with a pretty decent idea, or at least it's an idea that not everybody is immediately able to detect as a, there's some suspicion here. Yeah. But, you know, Dean for sure. It's a good idea and bad like, execution. Yeah. Dean is, uh, Dean's. Kind of, he, Dean probably thinks it's real, but at the same time, he's a little bit skeptical. Uh, I think there, N- Nora seems very skeptical yeah. about it. Uh, but Dan, Dan was, uh, you know, Dan has a great read on things. Dan, uh, Dan thought it was legit. Um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a legacy advantage. Basically, is the idea that uh, Jamal comes up with. Um, and, and he it, hands it to Dean. It just puts a bigger target on Jamal's back too. It puts like, a big as target a- on his. Head, as Aaron yeah. said, that's not a, that wasn't an olive branch. That's the death sentence. It is, yeah. And I mean, that's what he's trying to do there for of sure. Course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's. I thought it was smart to put it on Dean as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it is, but like, it does bring up the question. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's for sure not to help Dean, right? Like, no. that's not why he's doing this publicly. Yeah. It is I thought it was to... smart to as a birthday present kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> That was that was good. Yeah, much better birthday than Rodney had. Yeah. No one even remembered Rodney's <laughs> birthday. At least Dean gets a present here. Present, uh, a present. Yeah, a very, present in quotes. Yeah, uh, the yeah, uh, a present and a curse in the same thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what I could do differently. The first thing I thought, like, okay, it looks like the parchment for an extra vote. Like maybe there's something you do with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting to go the legacy advantage. It's just. Getting the handwriting down and making mm-hmm. it not look fake was probably just yeah. too tough. And 
it, you know, kind of puts a nail in the coffin. Yeah, the, like I had to read it on a board and write it thing yeah. was a little suspicious. Yeah, like um, all the lies were pretty good. And yeah. then they're like, wait, what's yeah. up with this handwriting? Well, it so, didn't work out. I forget whether it's Sandra or Rob, but someone brought up the point where it's like, have you ever seen a pencil like this on Survivor before? It's like, no. Well, I mean, yeah, we have seen it. Actually, <laughs> yeah. we have seen it before. <laughs> if you remember, uh, JT wrote a note to Russell uh, with a pen. Yeah. I, I mean, it's. I, I think it was like a personal item that someone had. But we've seen people write stuff on Survivor before. So I, d- I do kind of want to, what would have been nice is if it was Nora, yeah. I would have loved to see how Nora would handle that. That <laughs> no, would have been, well. been comedy. And not then well. her trying to lie again. Which would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would have been. It would have been. Um, what so, could have uh, been. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Robin, Robin, Sandra, um, you know, they, they, get a, they get a little bit of scream time in this episode, but this is, uh, you know, it's probably for the best that they were absent from that first half. Yeah. Um, they, they do have a moment where they, uh, they call out Aaron, where, you know, Aaron should probably just keep his mouth shut. And they agreed. Yes. Agreed. Not going to argue with two idols. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I, I mean, I do. Do we want to do a winner and loser? Because I feel like we're all losers here. Like, I don't know, you know that anybody won. I went back and forth on this. I did write some winners and losers, yeah. but uh, let me just give one. Sure. Let me give my survivor of the week. I'm okay. going to give it to Karishma. Okay. She survived both tribals and she took my fantasy football advice on Twitter. She did. And it worked she, out. She did. Shouts to Karishma. If you ever need fantasy football <laughs> advice, at me at Casually Ginger. That is an actual thing to happen. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, Lance did DJ get, Moore, PPR. Lance did give Karishma. She had uh, a, it was, you know, pretty good uh, on both. She had Joe Mixon or DJ Moore. Both yeah. had great games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my, I think my, my biggest winners here are probably uh, Jack, Jason, Molly, every single person <laughs> who got voted out of this game before this gigantic dumpster fire of a, of a Dan vote happened. Yeah. Um, you know, check, please. Yeah. They're, they're, they're out. And... Yeah. I'll throw one more just if we're talking straight yeah. game. Uh, Tommy feels like he's in a really good position now. He's yeah. Everybody wants to work with him. He kind of swings any way he can go. He's got some power. And he's got Aaron now who's won two straight immunity challenges. And that puts a huge target on his back. I feel like if we're going to look towards the future, you got to split up Missy and Aaron. Yeah. I, I And it looks like that may be where things are headed in the next episode. Um, uh, you know, for, for sure, if moving forward, who's in the best position to win the game. I said it last week, it was, it's Tommy. And, and I think this week it's Tommy as well. Um, you know, he seems to be best positioned in a way where, uh, you know, we got to think about day 39, what's going to come up. And this is going to be one of the hardest. This is going to be a, a very difficult, uh, very intense final tribal council, I'm sure, um, because whoever is there of this eight, if it is one of these eight people who voted to get rid of Kelly instead of Dan, uh, they're for sure going to have to answer for that. Um, to Kelly, to Janet, to it's 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 going to be a topic of discussion, um, and uh, it it just is, and that's that's where we are. Let's see how they pick up the pieces because obviously, toughest episode we've seen yeah. maybe ever on yeah. Survivor, and so it, I'm really interested to see the future and picking up the pieces and how that goes. Yeah, I for sure it is a it is a tough it is a tough episode, and these are real people dealing with real issues and dealing with it in an imperfect way and hopefully you know we can take away as viewers take away something from this um uh, positive uh i i, I hope uh you know there's got to be got to be a silver lining here somewhere because i i cannot stand a world where there is no silver lining in this because there there's you know, always just, a silver yeah, lining somewhere course. right be an optimist come on okay all right well yeah all right <laughs> That was easy. Yeah, that was easy. All right. Um, I think that uh, I think that about wraps us up for uh, for this week. Um, you know, again, we're gonna. You know, uh, we're like Janet. We are going to per- persevere. We're not gonna. We're not gonna give up here. We're gonna see how this uh, this season turns out, and we want to invite you to join us here uh, every week to to do that. It'll um, probably be a, a happier episode. I hope next so. Week. Oh, I can't. I don't know if I can handle it getting worse from here. I don't know if. It, uh, I'm not gonna. Maybe it does. Probably not. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, optimism and, and hope and, and all those yes. good things. Um, if uh, if you uh, if if you want to hear more from us, uh, we would like to remind you. You can always uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, anywhere you can find great podcasts. You can find ours. Uh, we would re- greatly appreciate you you following us and uh, reviewing us, leaving us comments, letting us know. Um, you know. 
know, what you think about these episodes, like what you think is going on, like, please let, let us know. Uh, we, we want to, we want to hear from you. We're, we're following all the fan conversations, you know, on, on Reddit and, and Twitter and, and all that. And, you know, we're trying, we're trying our best to, uh, to cover a, a very difficult season to cover. So, uh, anyway, um, please join us back here next week. Uh, if you, if you are like us and Janet and are going to stick around, please join us back here next week. Uh, and, and we will see you then. All right. From, uh, from the, uh, Survivor Brothers studio. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a reevaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And, with our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter, to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at tvguide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tv guide for all this great free content and let us help you find your next bench cbs wednesday we have so many cool diverse people from different backgrounds different beliefs different upbringings and it just keeps growing i'm a citizen of the united states i'm a hustler i'm a big taylor swift fan i'm the queen of the tribe i am playing whatever role i gotta play I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.